Hello, and welcome to Discerning Listeners to Optic Blast, the comic book discussion show where comedy and comics collide, a monthly podcast that covers the highs, lows, and most importantly, the in-betweens of the comic book medium. Every month, we get together to discuss the books that came out the previous month, so you've got all month to read your books and avoid spoilers. Be warned, there will be spoilers, particularly in the reviews portion at the end of the show. I am your host, Brian West. With me, as always, is Miguel Silva. Yo. And Pedro Silva. What's up? Here at Optic Blast, we love comics, and we hope to provide an insightful commentary of the comic book medium, but we're not above making lewd jokes at the expense of bigots like Orson Scott Card. Boo. We have some exciting news at Optic Blast, so we're breaking up the podcast into three different podcasts. That's right, three. This podcast will still be the main attraction where we discuss news, reviews, play games, and other such nonsense. In addition, we will have a fairly short podcast called The Chronicle of Saga, in which we will discuss nothing but saga by the lovely Brian K. Vaughn and the lovelier Fiona Staples. And finally, we have The Optic Blast Book Club. That's a show where we have in-depth discussions about graphic novels and collected editions, perfect for the casual fans and new readers. If any of that seems unclear, check out our website for more details. Now that that is taken care of, we encourage you to check out our website in general, www.optic-media.com. Just click on the podcast tab on the top of the screen. You will find show notes, photos, contact info, links to our social media, and all that nonsense. So enough babbling. Uh, Let's talk about some news. Woo! So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Mark Wade going viral with Thrillbent relaunch. For those of you not aware, Mark Wade has had this little sort of pet project of digital comics called Thrillbent on his website, thrillbent.com, where he releases a comics uh, free on the internet. Um, single panel, sort of framed, truly digital comics. And I just thought it was kind of interesting with this happening and with Brian K. Vaughan's, like private eye. Sort of interesting how there's really people starting to play around with with their fame, using their fame as sort of a fulcrum to like push digital comics and push like a new way to consume the medium Uh uh-huh yeah Uh, i don't know it feels like they're sort of just trying to cash in on something that's already been happening for a long time though in a way but they are i mean if you look at the the website i mean especially with the thrillbent comics um i mean it's really is made to be read on a computer it's not Uh like it's not like a format that you're it's not a comic book page that you're reading on a computer right it's interesting i i feel like it's not maybe i don't think it's any sort of answer to anything like i don't feel like it's gonna right, all of a sudden no. people are gonna be like you know what comics man comics. <laughs> no not at all but no. but it's one of those things where you gotta have you have to have failed experiments because i feel like eventually print and digital i mean they're gonna be balanced if not digital maybe taking over see that's what i'm afraid things. of i don't want that i'm the guy that's gonna wait for the issue <laughs> of the collected digital strips when yeah. they're like digital only and they put them in a print medium and then I'm like, yeah. I'm going to buy that. I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I mean, if it's formatted for digital, I don't mind reading it digital. If it if it's really awesome looking, then I want a print copy eventually. Uh-huh. Um, you know, more like a trade paperback or something yeah. and not so yeah. much. Like, I don't need the, the floppies. I don't the pamphlets. <laughs> I, like, I still haven't, I haven't read um, that one. I haven't read. Which one? Brian K. Vaughn's Private <laughs> Eye. Private Eye. I haven't read it. I have it. I bought it. Because you don't understand it. I don't understand yeah. it. I, um, <laughs> that was cut, cut out of what last episode, wasn't it? Guys? I don't know. We didn't cut it out. I don't, I don't like it. I bought it. I still haven't read it. I think the second one, I got this, it just came out today, right? It did come out today. Yeah. I'll probably recording. go buy that. Uh-huh. And uh, then I'm all, yeah. I won't read it. 
I'm all for like for things taking advantage of of like say a story being told on the internet, like you know something you can only get in a digital form. Mm-hmm. Like, um, say what you will about Homestuck, but that's a good example. It's closely tied to the comic book medium. That's that's something that can only be told in a digital format. Yeah. I don't need. I don't think either of you are really familiar with how nope. that works, but um, I mean, I'm all for that. Like doing something you can only do on a computer, just yeah. like doing something you can only do in print, you know, or like a movie, like it's a different medium. And like, you know, that's fun to see when you, when someone takes advantage of that to its fullest. Yeah. So I, I just think it's like, like I said, it's, it's cool. I like that he's playing around with it. Um, Mark Wade's obviously a pretty smart guy. And especially right now, it's like, he's got a lot of clout. So, um, there's a lot of different other creators besides Mark Wade that are putting out comics on his website. <laughs> And uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Thrillbun.com. So, yeah. little nice free plug for Thrillbun. Yeah, Where's yeah, my money? Where's my money? Yeah. Wade? Maybe I'll just buy it and leave it on my computer. Yeah, <laughs> so, moving forward, another thing I wanted to uh, talk about was the, the big old hubbub, the Bukaki hubbub. Oh, the saga? <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting just because of, like, the reaction and how ridiculous I found it, but yeah. then also how it actually got something done. Saga well, was supposed to come out, you know, as it does digitally in print, same day, right? Yeah. And Comixology wasn't going to have it available on their app. They would have had it, they would still have it available if you go to the website and purchase it and correct. then go to your purchases tab on your app and get it. But they weren't going to have it available directly there because of something that they thought was an Apple policy. Right, and that that comics that, comicsology it, thought was yeah, comicsology. Yes, Apple had nothing understood. to do with the yeah. censorship. Apple had nothing to do with it. They figured that if there was nudity in it, then they wouldn't be able to have it in the app store. Correct. Right. And I was already aware of this. It happened like just two weeks before this issue came out with Sex Number One by Joe Casey. Right. And I had a similar thing where I was like, Hey, what the heck? Why isn't this available? And someone on Twitter is like, Just go to the website, dum dum. I'm like, oh, well, now I feel like an extra dum-dum. Right. But I just thought it was funny that it was something that a lot of people were aware of. And with sex, it was because it was there was nudity in that comic. The comic was called Sex. There was sex. There. I'd have been upset if I'd opened that and there was no nudity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was funny how, like, all of a sudden, like, Twitter kind of goes crazy. Well, that's what, as Twitter is once Yeah, do. yeah, Well, it, it should be pointed out that the reason Twitter went crazy minutes after this was found out is because everyone just immediately blamed it on Apple. Yeah, they, they right. blamed it on Everyone's Apple like, and they oh, also... Apple's censoring, man. And they it's also called, up. like, people from Apple, like, homophobic yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And immediately. It was just, again, <laughs> as Twitter is... Yeah. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, people's heads were on fire. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was interesting when I'm like... Because I find reactions like that with people who, like, they don't even look into any facts, which, you know, uh-huh. is excusable from time to time. Yeah. But it seems like every week there's, yeah. like, a new thing. Right. And people just yeah. haven't researched anything. Yeah. I mean, Orson Scott um, Carr was twiddling his thumbs in Glee. Oh, yeah. When he found out. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Buried deep in news stories back to our first Back to our first, back to our first episode yeah. that we never put online. Exactly. exactly. But somehow it did. <laughs> got online. Yeah. Got it. Anyway. Like the ether. Yeah. So crazy uproar. But what I... What I would like to point out, I don't know if you're going to get there, but mm. after all this died down and I was like, well, how bad could a little nudity be <laughs> <laughs> in Saga, right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, what is it, like some boobs or maybe yeah. a wang or two? Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was Talk actually, about some 
explicit material well, I in heard a freaking that it, comic book. Yeah. Straight fellatio. I heard that it oh. was was gay sex. Like, I already know about that, and then I read it, and I was like, this is like, I think, how many dicks are in that panel? I think sure three. There's, there's at least three. I think three. And All it, ejaculate. I, I should, <laughs> gay or not, I it was just, it was a lot. Yeah, that was it a was lot funny, to show. Though. I mean, and I thought it was. It made me laugh. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm not against it. I thought it was. No, funny. I'm not against it either. But it was just <laughs> like I said. I was just. I kind of thought, you know, like yeah, maybe um, Marco's naked yeah. and he's yeah. seeing full. No, yeah, that's like not, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, but then because you know, everyone there's bigger problems with male genitalia than female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could. I mean, oh, maybe they're just kind of blowing this out of proportion. Like, yeah, that's it's what just, I figured. It's just a dick. Come on, guys. Um, yeah, but. Nope. Um, um, can I, we I say? Do... Can we even say what it what? is to the people listening in case you don't read Saga and you want to know? Well, this is for, oh, yeah. this, we'll this save for the into, Saga yeah. podcast. Ooh, there um, you go. But the reason I kind of wanted to talk about this was not just <laughs> like as I was saying, like I get kind of upset like when people have this reaction, they don't even look into things. But at the same time, now because of all their anger, Comicsology contacted Apple, figured out that it wasn't a problem, and now I can get my Saga even if there's nudity in it on my app. Because uh-huh. I do read my comics mostly digitally. I can get, like, sex number three, and uh-huh. it will be available on so, the app. So, like, something good came out of it, well, even though it was stupid. Yeah, like, so this, basically this whole time they just are assuming it was against the policy? Like, you know how Apple is with their terms and conditions and yeah. things? Like The terms and conditions that comics obviously, obviously didn't read. <laughs> the no well, they could be, like, misconstrued because, uh-huh. like... No. Where's the yeah. line? Well, I'm sure you know? it doesn't. Like, I'm they, sure like there's no put... there's no clause that says no dicks. Like <laughs> no, but I mean like it's like explicit, like extremely uh-huh. like pornographic content. Right. And this it is was like... straight porn. It was a it was like a scene. I'm not of, saying it, it was, I don't know if that's the actual <laughs> well, like, it's qualifier, the context. but it's I'm the assuming context. being that I've never, <laughs> I guess I've never looked, but there could be all kinds of porn apps in the iTunes store. It's true. No, but even, well, I guess we could say it for the Saga podcast, but in the context of why it was shown, it is porn. Yeah, yeah. But then there's a well, context that that context is in. <laughs> this is crazy. You guys, you really need to tune in for the Saga <laughs> podcast because this is, we're, we're just foreshadowing the greatness. All we're going to do come. is allude to things, guys. Yeah. The mouse. Anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about that. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, it was good. It was a good thing. So, <laughs> Thanks, Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> the lovely. The, the lovely, lovely Brian, Brian K. Vaughn. So uh, the other thing, big, big news from, uh, well, I guess it was from March, but, you know, these sales numbers take a little time to get out. Remember, like, mm-hmm. just last mm-hmm. podcast, before the numbers had come in, I was like, oh, well, DC comic sales are still up, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. right. That, was, Which, that was the thing you said. Yes. Was. Apparently, they are not. They did not do so well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marvel killed it with 43% of the um, market share and 39% wow. of the dollar share okay. in March, which is pretty brutal. You know, mm-hmm. closing in on 50% there. DC Comics with 29% of the market share and 27% of the dollar share. An image coming in third, as per usual, uh-huh. and everybody else taking their tiny little right. slivers of the pie. Mm-hmm. And how much of that do you um, think is due to Marvel having good films? More success than films. Percentage I, I think, honestly, percentage? it has way more to do. Yeah, come on. Because I, I think people are more inclined to be like, oh, Avengers came out. I really like that. I'm going to buy my kids some comics or yeah. I'm going to buy some comics. Like they could be, I would think the that they would have to be like, I don't think there's actually much crossover market from people going to see the films to buy comics, but I if you were is. already into comics and you were yeah. like, 
If you're already yeah. into comics and you're like, dude, I'm just kind of hyped about the Avengers yeah. right now. And I mean, I think honestly, a lot of it is that Marvel revamped almost all their books. And for the most part, they were very successful. Well, they're all like, pretty good. Everything. I yeah. Read there wasn't like pretty good. There were a few that I remember hearing about and thinking like, oh, that could be interesting. And then I just haven't heard much about them since like Morbius, the living vampire. Uh-huh. Is that uh, good? I don't, I don't read that one. A month from You'll now, DC should make the old 52. Don't. Yes. I don't even want. They can, put that you know, in the airwaves. Do, Let's get that they going. They can just keep progressing till people forget, and that's fine. I just don't want them to make like a thing out of it. I do, but um, I, uh, real quick, I do think that the movies do have a lot to do with it. Yeah. In that, you could have someone who's like into the Avengers and don't think about comics, and then they see Thanos and they Google, well, who's that purple guy? And it's like, oh, Thanos. And then they hear, oh, Thanos is going to be a part of probably the Guardians of the Galaxy movie that's coming out. Now they're going to go, I want to get a head start on this Guardians of the Galaxy business. Mm. Oh, look, right. Marvel put out a brand new number one right, right, right after they announced the movie. So you're going to get a lot of people who want to kind of be in the know, yeah. I think. No, yeah. I think that's true, that. but I think that's... It's not, it's not a know. huge part. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's not a huge part, part but it's I think that's people like, who are already reading comics that maybe. have that mentality, yeah, at least maybe. somewhat. Even if it's somebody who just goes in like every couple of months or usually reads trades or something like right. that, which is yeah, still yeah. a good thing. If it got them into the shops, great, because these are monthly titles and they sold really well. Right. So, right. cool. The thing that was kind of interesting is like, I mean, it really was like a large part of it was like Guardians of the Galaxy launched, and I'm pretty sure it's double shipping. All yeah. the X-Men books are doing well on double shipping. <laughs> Everything's double and shipping. And Age of Ultron came out that month and triple shipped. Yes. Triple? Yeah, it did triple ship. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it triple shipped. It did. It's out of control. Sweet. What I think is, as long as the books are good, like, that's cool. Personally, honestly, I'd, I just prefer monthly because I'd rather... I don't want to spend that much money every month. True. But I'm fine with it. Like, I'll still get the books. Like, as long as they're still good, I'll get them. There's actually one of our, like, I think I wrote his name down. One of our Twitter followers who had, like, posted. We have Twitter followers? Yeah, what? Oh, we have Twitter followers. Oh, Twitter follower or Twitter followers? <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Guys, when I say one of our Twitter followers, I mean me. Because <laughs> yeah, I okay. follow us. No, this yeah. was. Uh, uh, I don't. I wrote his name down. At, Not a fan of the podcast at, at all. big underscore papa underscore Nick. So. Big Papa Nick. Oh. He was posting about how, like, he's like, he's like, it's as if they just, they want us to read only their books. He's like, which I understand, and it's probably great for them in the short term and monthly sales. He's like, he's like, this potentially could be worse than, like, the speculation market from the 90s. Because this is going to be, like, because everything has to turn sour. That's just, like, comics, right? Like, right. especially if it's successful, it's going to get pushed too long. Right. And then people are going to be like, ugh. Yeah. And like a lot of people are going to find that, you know, it's like, oh man, I dropped like $30 this month and all I read was Age of Ultron. <laughs> like, but if it's or the quality Age of Ultron, the one another title, and like, it's sort of like eventually the, like there's a bubble that has to burst. Um, I'm sure we'll be, I don't know, we might be moved on to something else by then, but yeah. uh, uh-huh. it doesn't have to. I feel though. like it's. If you I keep feel- the creators good and you keep the stories good, then I'd yeah. rather read something that I can remember what happened last issue than something that come you know gets delayed. Right. Maybe a month and yeah, maybe it's still really good, but shit, I forgot. I forgot what I read last time yeah. and then I have to go back and like read four issues at a time. I think the eternal mm-hmm. comics problem with the I obviously is like neither company knows when to when to stop. <laughs> and then they don't know when to start something. Like they start things at inopportune times and then they stop and then, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think, and I think, and I, yeah. Well, 
I was going to talk about Age of Ultron, but I'm going to talk about the actual books. Maybe I'll touch on this. Listen to my review of Age of Ultron, yeah. uh, book six, because more foreshadowing. Yeah. Let's just plug all our stuff as we go along. <laughs> yeah. And they, we get they there, can't we're stop just listening. Not yeah, talk guys, about I had this that. really cool point about Age of Ultron. Oh, man. You're going to have to wait. wait. Yeah, I have to wait. Dude. I can't wait. So those are the top news stories for April. Feel free to join in the discussion by leaving a message on our show notes page at opticmedia.com slash podcasts. Yeah, about the Twitter. If you are following us though on Twitter, um, talk to us so that we know that you're following us. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Media Minutes, where we take some time to talk about things that we enjoyed last month that were not comics. Of course, this is a comics podcast, so we don't want to take up too much time. We'll each take turns... Each host gets a maximum of 30 seconds to talk about something from last month they loved. Are we ready? Yeah. All right. Petey, are you I'm ready? Gonna, I'm going to start no. off. Petey's not ready. No. Guys, Petey's not no. ready. Okay. I'm ready. Brian West, you're up first. Go. Mark. Uh, last month, there were a couple episodes that Arrow, Arrow that came out, the uh, DC Comics-based show that's actually pretty cool. It's got a lot of cheesy drama TV show moments, but... Honestly, I like it. I like the characters. Every episode seems to get better and better. I really enjoy it. Nick, go. Okay. Uh, first, I want to talk about Bioshock Infinite uh, for the PC and mobile platforms, the third entry in the Bioshock series. Uh, it's awesome. It's beautiful, super fun to play. Um, I don't can't talk too much about it, but just know that if you're a fan of first and shooters, Bioshock, or video games in general, you should play it. And if you did play it or you are playing it and you finished it, reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, due to the podcast, we need to talk about it. Contact me some way because I need to talk to you about it. All right, PD, go. Uh, last month, I, I, well, I've been playing for a while, uh, Persona 4, one of the absolute best games I've ever had the opportunity of playing, even though that game came out in 2008. Um, if you like fun and things that are, are very heartfelt and, and warm and, and nice and also really annoyingly hard sometimes, and if you like RPGs, I suggest you play it. Okay, Brian. I just want to take some of my time to say hard, warm, and fun. <laughs> I said heart. Just, I said heartwarming. Uh, you said it was also very hard. No, anyway, that's true. Oh god, I'm okay. running out of time. Yeah, there was an album that came out called Outrun by Kavinsky, and it's a sort of techno industrial pop album modeled after the video game Outrun from the Sega Genesis. Wait, so it it's really? all about fast red cars, blonde girlfriends with hair blowing in the wind, uh-huh. and just and just driving. Is and it? That's, any- is it anything like the Outrun soundtrack, though? Uh, not really. That nah, much. I don't want to hear it. Oh, God, I'm running out of time. Okay, I'm going to talk about sports because I like sports. Ugh. I'm the sports guy on this, uh, what do you call it, yeah. podcast. Optic so Sports Blast. Optic Sports Blast. <laughs> this is the time. Anyway, I just want to talk about um, – like, I basically just want everyone to know that I'm the sports guy. So if you want to talk about sports stuff, you can talk about it with <laughs> me, too. I just want you people to reach out to me. That's what this whole thing's about. It's media minutes, but anyway, Whatever, man. <laughs> Uh, I, I really, I just want to say that because things I enjoyed, I enjoy the A's in April. They're awesome. And I love the A's Oakland athletics. Go Oakland. <laughs> All right, I went, I spent a lot of time in LA in April. It was really fun. And I got to go to Japan arcade in little Tokyo. And I finally got to play this game called poppin music, which if you're a fan of rhythm games, I highly suggest you, you go locate a cab of poppin music because it's amazing. And it's, it's probably one of my favorite rhythm games I've ever played. More like pooping music. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Gotcha, dude. All right, Brian, last one. Do it. All right. Uh, I enjoy long walks on the beach, uh, sunsets, and I'm single. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I watched a show called Misfits. Uh, it's a British show uh, about a bunch of people who get superpowers. There's a storm, and people get superpowers, but they're not all awesome. Like, there's a guy who just can control milk 
He has lactokinesis. There's a guy who just thinks that he's a dog. Like he doesn't have any dog powers, but he just <laughs> thinks that he's his dog. That's his power. Um, yes. It's a really awesome show, and it actually gets like really intense and really interesting. Are there so. any teenagers that happen to be from Mars? Oh, we're done. <laughs> Don't answer that, Brian. You're over time. All right, last thing I want to talk about is uh, a beer that I tried the other day by Knee Deep Brewery called the Hopaholic. <laughs> uh, it's super awesome for you guys. Uh, it's a very strong beer. It's 15%, I believe is what it's labeled as, but um, very delicious. It's very reminiscent of... Um, Dogfish has a 120-minute IPA. It's a very, very strong IPA, very malty, mm. very, very hoppy, but it doesn't have that sweet, caramely taste like the Dogfish had. It's got a nice, smooth finish, and it's very easy to drink. Knee Deep's Hopaholic. Drink it. Beer guy, sports guy. Okay, last thing I want to talk about. This is a thing I did, and I'm still doing, is that I'm being excited for the new Anamanaguchi album that's <laughs> coming out in, like, uh, on May, like, 14th or something like that. Me too. Um, if you like good music and things, and things... You should go. You should. You should pre-order it and get it because it's gonna be awesome. And then it's been very. And if you live in the Bay Area, should you go see Hanamanaguchi? Yeah, you should. You should go see them on June 8th at the Brick and Mortar Music Hall, playing with a certain band that I'm in. (laughs) I heard it's gonna be a really good show. Yeah, I heard it is. Yeah. All right, I think that wraps it up, Brian. That that wraps us up nice and tight. Now that we've discussed a bunch of things that weren't comics, why don't we talk about some comics that came out last month? Sounds good to me. Do we have to? No. Okay. <laughs> this podcast is over. Sports and beer podcast. Yeah. What is this? Eleven Sports o'clock cast. comics. Oh, oh, just kidding. I like that podcast. <laughs> but they do talk about beer and sports sometimes. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Sports. Uh, yeah, dude. Chris Neesman, huge beer snob. Anyway, nice. comics, guys. <laughs> start us off with uh, Swamp Thing 19, which I honestly didn't really expect to be talking about. Scott Snyder is leaving Swamp Thing, and they announced, I'm like, oh man, that book's doomed. They announced this new creative team of uh, Charles Soule, I believe is how you'd pronounce his name, S-O-U-L-E. And the artist is Kano, with colors by Matthew Wilson. And I was kind of intrigued, being that uh, Charles Soule is somebody who's mainly worked on independent books and image books. I'm like, hey, you know, I've been getting the series this far. I'll give it a shot. And then I heard, like, oh, first issue of the new created team with Scarecrow. And I was like, oh, they're already, like, shoehorning other characters into it. Really just getting it just to find out. Uh, that sounds point. like an instant buy of it at Scarecrow. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a Batman character in it? Buy. Told. Yeah. And then I got it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, probably more so than most of the Scott Snyder issues. Uh, mainly because oh. of like the whole Rot World thing just getting really way too long. and It just wasn't really that interesting to me anymore. Now, I mean, Swamp Thing is Swamp Thing. Uh, Al Holland is, is now the official guardian of the green once again. And uh, it was just sort of like a really good, like, kind of creative use of his powers. Just a good kind of superhero story that had a nice dark edge. The art by Kano, who I'm not familiar with before this, is fantastic. Hmm. Looks I, good. It's another one of those things where I'm like, oh, I really liked Yannick Paquette. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this new guy. And then, like, first page, I open it up, and, like, there's just beautiful colors also by Matthew Wilson on this. And first page, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Swamp Thing's in the desert, so he's, like, drier, and he's got, like, thorns on him. And, Coincidentally, um, deserts, not actually swamps. Yeah, no, but there's a swamp that pops up out of nowhere, and so he goes to destroy it, even though it's going to hurt a lot of people. Crazy he's like this thing. whole different thing now. He's, he's, you're already seeing signs that he's like really lost 
touch with a lot of his a lot of his humanity after spoiler the uh sort of death of abigail his lover but i just thought it was a really solid issue really good storytelling by um charles soul and kano and uh even though it's it's a trope and it annoys me when superheroes just like other superheroes just appear on the last page and that's Uh supposed to be like the cliffhanger uh superman drops in at the very end and i was like that's actually an interesting combination of characters Mm -hmm. um didn't uh yeah didn't alan moore have a superman swamp thing yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and actually in the in the very first issue of scott snyder's run superman was in it as well there's there's definitely kind of a connection with the two going back. Um, but I was just surprised at how good it was and how much I liked it. It was really tight and it uh-huh. flowed really well. Sweet. It's nice having like a good skill set where you can like have a killer fatality and also draw really well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to know is did he take his metal... Like, can he take that off? Yeah, the metal... Like, or is it part of him? The like, red eye metal I'm pretty sure parts. it's part of him. Does that make okay. him a, does that make make him him a, a better yeah. artist? Yeah, does it? I think, well, look at... Look, look. I guess it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> okay. 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 That made the joke not funny now. You, you ruined it. No way. But man. if we keep going with it, it will become. Funny it's true. Again. It's funny again. It's already. cyclical. Humor is cyclical. Month, guys, tune in next month when we talk about other Mortal Kombat creatures. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, real talk. Um, Swamp Thing is a character that I've always wanted to know more about and like read a title of, but I, I know no, absolutely nothing about Swamp Thing. Yeah, I don't really know much about yeah. it. Yeah. To be honest, but I want to. It's complicated. It seems mm. like um, it. Honestly, there was actually, like, they did a pretty good job of recapping a lot of things uh-huh. in the Scott Snyder run. Like, if you wanted to read it as it is now, uh-huh. um, grabbing, like, one of the Alan Moore trades right. and, like, the first trade of, like, the new um, the new Swamp Thing with that Scott Snyder started from the New 52 probably be, like, fairly well caught up. He controls plants. He's one with uh-huh. the plants, the force, the green. Um, is there... I mean, just... Just figure it out. That's the funnest way to do it. Do comics. Yeah. Is there a, a click, a new click, a swamp thing? Well, Petey, know. if you want to talk about hero clicks, we had media minutes not more than a few minutes ago, <laughs> and you could have talked. We're not talking about hero clicks here. Ugh, guys, next month we're talking time. about hero clicks. Oh, I'm totally down. Teaser for next month. Yeah. We're going to talk about. <laughs> See, you guys, you need to keep listening. You guys you need to keep listening. <laughs> we're going to talk about hero clicks next time. Guys, <laughs> hero clicks, guys. Uh, down the rabbit hole. Yep. Uh, anyway, you've got uh, you've yeah. Got a little so for us. my first one that I'm going to talk about. Um, I know I was kind of hard, maybe not hard, but I wasn't too sold on Uncanny Avengers last month. Was it last month that we did that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Issue number five. Yeah, I talked about Kang. He came. So this issue totally jumps forward. It has almost none of the current Avengers. Actually, yeah, it has one as Thor. But it's a it's a story that takes place in the past. Written by Rick Remender and now this time Daniel Acuña is uh doing the art. So already upgrade on the art, which is awesome. Uh, he's the new big thing, but young Thor is in this one <laughs> and he's just the best, man. This is Thor before he has Mjolnir. He doesn't have the hammer. He's got no. an axe, this like wicked axe. And um the plot is essentially <laughs> Does his axe have a name? Wicked axe. It actually it does, but I don't I don't remember it. Nor do I think I can pronounce it right now with yeah. no practice. But um, <laughs> the story is Kang unleashing Apocalypse, <laughs> this like future version of Apocalypse to torment Thor, and it's young Thor fighting Apocalypse, and it's it's just awesome. It's just fun. It's like it, it almost seemingly has nothing to do with the th- events of last issue. 
other than Apocalypse is in it. But and I'm I sure do it does. like Apocalypse. He's but, pretty cool. But why do we like Apocalypse? He's the first know. mutant. He's a really cool design. <laughs> That's he really cool, odd, He does yeah. have a cool design. The horsemen yeah. are really cool when he takes mutants and makes them as horsemen. Oh, yeah. That's I cool think that's idea. a neat idea. But anyway, he's Apocalypse in his, is kind of like, like Darkseid and his Furies. Yeah. Kind of, but not nearly as cool. Anyway, yeah. the issue was super fun. The dialogue is great. It didn't suffer from last month. I didn't like the fact that everyone was kind of static in their uh-huh. roles. Mm-hmm. They're not in this one, so <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. maybe that has to do with it. But the writing's really good. It's funny. There's a cool little Wolverine Logan cameo. His like ancestor is in it, <laughs> and it's really it's funny. Um, so it was great. The art's well, awesome. if it's funny. Yeah, the cameo was funny. Uh, it's just pretty much action too. It's him them fighting, and then um, has a little bit to Kang like steals his axe, and that was the whole end game. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. I loved it. That was fun. That's what I wanted. I had a smile on my face beginning to end when I read it, so you should uh-huh. read it. I mean this in, like, the nicest way, but that sounds like something that when I was, like, 12, I just would have been like, this <laughs> yeah. is the greatest thing ever. That's actually kind of why I liked it, because it was yeah. like, it's just like a fun, it was just a fun romp. Which is nice every now and then. Like, yeah. I don't want that all the time, but every now and then, I like uh-huh. having something like that. Yeah, so it was good. Also, I loved I, it. I just flipped through it, like, before we started recording, but yeah, dude, Acuna. Yeah. He's ridiculous it was really good this is why another thing like man if this was maybe monthly <laughs> black beetle no way out number three by francesco francavia still haven't picked this uh, up yeah and you really should. should really everyone should because this is just it's something really special i think the story is like it's pretty straightforward there's like a pulpy hero in a city that's like his city <laughs> there's a murder mystery and there's another guy, a villain, who wears a weird costume. Each issue has had, like, a really distinct, um, different style of layouts for each one. Um, and this one did all these, like, really intense and interesting grids. Um, and it's just one of those things where Francesco Francavia, he writes it. He does the pencils. He does the inks. Uh, he does the colors. Somebody else letters it. He's really an amazing talent and a really amazing inker. And I just, I find that there's something kind of extra special with like people who do their own inks and do their own inks with a brush it just has that old school kind of beautiful look he does all um, that with a brush yeah i'm pretty sure hmm. um i mean except for the colors obviously those are digital right. but um he's got a really really beautiful style just we're looking at like the first page and it's a 12 panel grid with um a music staff under each row that with lyrics and it's just beautiful. Like you just get a mood. Like the opening is him in like this kind of speakeasy, smoke-filled lounge. The whole thing's very evocative. There's a fight scene in this issue that I thought was one of the most well put together fight scenes that's going. He, everything becomes grids, but sometimes it's all part of the same image, even though there's a panel right. or a gutter separating it. It's amazing, Francesco. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what yeah, to say. Yeah, it just. It's a book I look at and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to buy it. Like yeah. I don't even know. I don't even really care what it's about. I'd probably buy it. Yeah, it's one of those also things where I'm so sure that I'm going to buy it when they put out some fancy hardcover of it or yeah. god, if they do an oversized hardcover. It's something that I can see myself triple dipping on because there'll be like nicer and nicer <laughs> versions of yeah. it as it comes out. Artist edition, man. Yeah, and I'll just oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to want each one. 
It's something really cool, really special. I think there's one issue left. Sweet. If you're not caught up, you should get caught up. One then, issue left for just like the first. Yeah, it's a it's a mini series. Uh-huh. Being that I mean, Francesco Francavilla does like, you know, seems like every cover for Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also cover. a couple really cool Archie covers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that he's going to take a break in between each one. He also has kind of teased out a few other characters that he's working on. Uh, check out his website as well. He does, like, Pulp Sundays, which I mentioned on the first mm-hmm. podcast that we shall never mention again. And, <laughs> Yet uh, continue to do. Yeah, I was looking on, on Tumblr, actually, on the his tag. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff I saw yeah. on there. He does tons of, like, sketches and, like, yeah. movie posters yeah, for yeah, old yeah. movies from the 30s and 40s. And I saw really cool, like, he he made, like, uh, Avengers, but they were, like, medieval-era Avengers. Oh, awesome. Like, they were really cool. Kind of like 1602, but way cooler. Yeah. Hey, 1602 was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I would, like, literally, he could start, if he was the artist on, any, on anything, I might buy it. He's nice. one of my favorite people. He's on Daredevil ever. right now. Really? What? Yeah. What? At least that's what I thought. Don't quote me on that. What? I haven't heard that. Maybe I'm just not keeping what? up. I thought it was the issue that I just bought. I thought I saw his name. Oh, man. I was hoping you guys would be like, yeah, and then I wouldn't sound like <laughs> an idiot. But I think he is. Meg, you're an idiot. Either that <laughs> or know. we're all idiots. I know. And then we don't know who's going to look stupid. Find out next month. Yep. <laughs> next <laughs> podcast, guys. <laughs> next podcast. You'll find out. Okay. Then I'm going to go my last book. We were talking about it earlier. Age of Ultron, book six, uh, is pretty awesome, you guys. I'm a big fan, unapologetic fan of Age of Ultron. I think it's awesome. I think it's super awesome that they triple shipped and then double shipped and (laughs) hopefully quadruple shipped next month because (laughs) it's been going at a good pace. To talk about this book, I have to spoil it, so sorry. Is Bendis having another kid or something? Does he just, like... Because he is working like a madman right now. He always does. He's just... Yeah, I don't know how he does it. It's just weird because it seemed like eight months ago, no one gave a shit. Yeah, (laughs) I know. And then he was like, I'm going to be awesome again. Yeah. Well, so what I love about it, first off, that I was going to say earlier is... And I fanboy touched on it, and they were right. And that you can read this tie-in if you want to and it's really awesome and i'm sure it's going to have some sort of repercussion somewhere but if you don't want to you don't have to and it's not going to ruin your enjoyment of like cap or if you're reading is red hulk if even has a book you know the people <laughs> in it it's not going to affect their books currently so you can avoid it if you want so i like that aspect of it first off in this issue the ultron problems come to a head he's taken over the universe the universe. The, universe, the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming he ran the phalanx already, so. Uh-huh. No, not he's the taking phalanx. Over, he's, he's overtaken the earth and, you know, dystopian future, which I also like. Um, they figure out that he's controlling it from the future, further in the future. So they have to steal the time machine, Doom's old time machine, and go to the future and stop him. Meanwhile, Wolverine decides the best way to take care of it is just go to the past and kill Hank Pym. Right. Who created Ultron. I mean, this this whole thing is basically just Terminator series, but yeah. Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. So That actually um, makes it sound cooler. Right, no, it, it does. <laughs> so while Cap leads a task force in the future to go fight Ultron, that goes sour because Ultron's crazy powerful and he ends up killing Cap and decimating mm-hmm. the team. Meanwhile, in the past, Wolverine uh, successfully stalks Hank Pym and the last scene... Stalk is a strong word. He kind of <laughs> just shows up. He's a hunter. Hank Pym is sitting in a laboratory j- jerking off the Dragon Man. Yeah. Eat it. PD, I'm <laughs> I don't know what you guys here, are you. talking about. <laughs> See, because anyway, last the reason, I mean, it's, I didn't like it just because of the last panel, but he 
does kill Hank Pym. Yeah. Sue shows Sue Storm shows up to stop him, and then you think, as every comic does, there's gonna be some well, we can talk this out with words right. and blah blah blah. And Wolverine <laughs> just is like, no. And he does it and he kills him. Yeah. And that's how it ends. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. Um so I just like that they're they're taking it somewhere, at least I feel, where they don't usually take these types of books. Like I said, Wolverine killing Hank Pym and now they're gonna have to deal with the consequences of that. Is he wait. Is Wolverine, he really dead? Well, he goes back in time and kills him. Okay. See, so, this is the type of thing I think they usually do when it comes to alternate universe things. So that's so what I'm wondering is how much of an effect is Age of Ultron going to have on the the actual? Yeah, right. I mean, I'm yeah. interested to see how they fix it. I guess it doesn't really. I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's a good story. If it's it, then it's a good story. Yeah. As long as Hank Pym dies, just, it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> he beat his wife. You guys. Guys, that's true. Did he really? Yeah. Guys, where have you scum. been for the past? Years? Read Avengers books. <laughs> um. Anyway. The art, you know, it's pretty good. It's serviceable. It's not, like, mind-blowing, but yeah. it, it does Seems a like they got job. a couple different artists on this There's one. There's a couple. Right? One does the future, and one does the past. Oh, well, yeah. I guess if you're so going to split artists, that's, yeah. that's the way to go. So why it's cool. Why is Cap back to having a stupid energy show? I was just going to talk I about that. that. This is why you don't interrupt people when they're giving reviews, Petey. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is I, I did like a couple nods to funny things. Um, if anyone read the... <laughs> the um, you're just all about funny things. I funny things. funny things. The... Mark Miller, Brian Hitch, Fantastic Four run from, God, what was it now? Like eight years ago no. or seven years ago? Wait, who and who? Mark Miller and Brian Hitch did it. It was in like 2004. Hitch? Brian Hitch. Yeah. Did a run on Fantastic <laughs> yes. Four. And in that, there was a, a future where people came, uh, heroes came back from the future, and one of them was this hooded guy. And it turned out, spoilers if you haven't read this 10-year-old story, it was Wolverine. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just like it ended up being Wolverine and he looked different. Mm. Uh, in this future of Age of Ultron, he never puts it on, but he has a hood. And his costume looks similar. So it's kind of implying that it's like the same type of future that that hooded man, hooded mm-hmm. Wolverine had come from. I thought that was kind of cool. He just cool. gave me an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yes... When they find Nick Fury and Steel Doom's time machine, Fury has this cachet of like weapons that he's collected from various heroes over the years, and one of them is Cap's shitty yeah. energy shield that he had back <laughs> in the late '90s. Which is funny because the last time Ultron was a thing, he was That's using it. Ultron Unlimited. Ultron Unlimited. Yeah. Um, People demanded it. I I, I just thought it was a <laughs> it was just a funny little nod. Like yeah, Ultron and yeah. this shitty energy shield are synonymous. For cat, you, you know, th- Cap City Energy Shield. Do you think they'll ever bring back that like all that terrible bullshit with the Punisher when the when he had like alien powers? What does that have to do with anything? You mean when God contracted him to like kill everybody? Oh, I don't even know. He had alien powers. That's insane. Sure. He was Frankenstein, not like more than two years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was awesome. But, oh God. Uh, anyway, so that was cool. Anyway, it's it's a fun time travel story um, dealing with all your favorite characters that I think is really fun. And yeah, I love Red Hulk. God, he's terrible. But anyway, <laughs> Wolverine straight up killed Hank Pym, and it was yeah. pretty cool. So whatever happened it. to the Ultimate Nullifier? It actually he was nullified. Was it in there? No, it's in there. Okay, yeah. good. Oh, because Fury has it. And okay. Peter Peter Parker says like, "We're not actually going to use this, are we?" They're like, "No, don't be stupid. Uh-huh. We couldn't I, use the Ultimate Nullifier, but I he think, has it." Okay. I think I probably feel like PD did last month when we were talking about. Uh, when we were talking about Manhattan Projects, he's like, oh, what the fuck yeah. are you guys talking yeah. about? 
That's you don't know I'm what at. the ultimate nullifier is. No. Oh, jeez. Anyway, so I know, nerd cred, yeah. gone. And the last book I wanted to talk about was, surprisingly, another New 52 DC book, Demon Knights by Robert Vendetti, art by Bernard Chang, colors by Marcello Milo. He sounds foreign. Um, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know... Everybody knows how we hate foreigners yeah, on this totally, on man. this podcast. We're kidding, guys. Don't don't write us emails. Well, not about that. Write us emails about other things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, this is another book that I'm kind of surprised how much I like it. Paul Cornell, this book, and it was a really interesting concept, but it kind of lost their ways. It was one of those things where I almost dropped it. I think I may have even skipped a few issues at some point, and then I found out that there was a new creative team coming on, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. And it's been amazing since then. Uh, Robert Vendetti's been writing the shit out of this book. Um, he really is the main attraction on it. Bernard Chang, I don't have a problem with his art artwork. I don't love it, though. Like, as I go through, I'm just like, this guy is a very serviceable artist. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good storyteller, and there's nothing, like, there's no, like, wacky perspective or messed up anatomy. He's, like, he solid. I feel like maybe down the line... He could be really amazing, but right now it's just kind of like really serviceable. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, but the script is great. And right now the uh, story centers around the demon knights who are, um, is that Etrigan of... on the cover? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Etrigan is a primary character. It's Etrigan. I wrote it down because I can remember everyone's name. Is he still speaking rhymes? Yeah, he does. Oh, awesome. Not not all the time though. Like, oh, okay. Whoa, yeah. that rhymed. Whoa, wow. nice. <laughs> whoa, Intrigan in the studio, folks. <laughs> He's here with us now. Be gone, be gone, the form of man. Sorry, <laughs> never again. So yeah, it's Etrigan, and then you have Madame Xanadu in there, Shining Knight, who is a hermaphrodite, mm -hmm. okay. which is funny because everyone made like a stink about like a character in Batgirl being like a transsexual, mm -hmm. and like. <laughs> This happened, like, half a year ago, and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> but, which is actually really awesome. So there's sort of, like, this pseudo-will-they-won't-they romance going on between Shining Knight and this woman who's an Amazon who is, like, banned from the island. Okay. Um, and she's on the team. And you've got, what's his face? Evil guy? Vandal Savage is there. Yuck. It's, oh, it's awesome. It's a really interesting mix of characters. Man of Zadendu. And right now, they're facing off against, like, vampires who are okay. trying to get to Themyscira to turn all the Amazons into Amazon vampires. That's a pretty good plan. And then they'll have, like, an unstoppable army mm -hmm. a good plan. of super strong... Little did they know there's no more Amazons at Themyscira. What? Well, this is set in the past. Oh, it's oh. the past? I was going to say. Yeah. And then are they going to face off against ninja man-bats? Because that would be I a fight so. I want to see. <laughs> also, um, wait, who the fuck is Princess Xanadu? Yeah. Madam, Madam Xanadu. Oh. Excuse me. Did I say princess? I think it I doesn't matter. Who the fuck it's is Madam that? Madam Xanadu. She's like yeah. an immortal witch lady. I've never heard what of her. What is the point of Vandal Savage? Just to be forever. like, yeah. And it's okay. fun because he's like. You know who else lives forever? Nisha Ghoul. Like he was on the team at the beginning. Just because basically, I mean, it makes sense being that if like you're immortal, you might be like. I'm going to be good for a little while. Uh -huh. I'm going to betray everybody. He's just, like, bored. Like, okay. the beginning of this arc was just him torturing uh, Jason Blood for, like, years. Okay. He, or he had been torturing him. It's kind of hard to explain with all the backstory and everything, but it's just 
it's really fun and it's definitely it's one of the first books I read whenever it comes out it's really good and Robert Vendetti is uh, he should write more books for DC it'd be great I thought this month since uh, Mig does not have a an adventure in Wikipedia wah, for you wah. Wah, wah. the one other uh, piece of feedback we got was that we didn't like tell you guys a little bit about ourselves so we're gonna take like a minute here who talk. are we who are we who am I <clears throat> Who are you? Who's Ex- this guy? I'm having an existential crisis. Who's this guy guys? next to me? Right. I don't even know. First question for us all. Yes. Petey, Who? why have you worn two, that's right, two regular show t-shirts in a row? This that's is not regular Banjo show. Kazooie, you swine. I, you swine! I know who it is, dumb dumb, but I thought it was the, them, su- supposed to be them as Banjo Kazooie. <sighs> I don't think you're familiar with regular show or Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Eat my shit. <laughs> okay. We're keeping that. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So, All right. question number one. Favorite comic character? Brian, you go first. You know, cliche, but Batman. This is like my first comic love, and it's uh-huh. it's hard to get away from. Okay. Petey? I'll probably say Batman as well. However, like, I think when it comes to comic books, I like teams more, and like X-Men and Teen mm-hmm. Titans are my favorite. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Spider-Man. I always identify with him when I was a kid, and yeah. his powers are cool. His costume's cool. His he's very really cool. Yeah. All right. Um, question for everybody again. PD, you can go first this time. What is your favorite current comic series? That's not Saga. Favorite <laughs> current comic series. <laughs> we have to we have to differentiate because clearly it's not Saga. Oh, Hawkeye easily. Okay, mm. Brian. I really should be reading Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like really. Um. Man, I'm looking through all my comics here. There's there's a lot of really good stuff out right now. It might actually be Peter Pan's Lost. It might uh-huh. be. Like I really look forward to it every time it comes out. It's probably like in the weeks that it comes out, it's the first thing I read. But there's really a lot of other great stuff right now. I'm really liking uh, Where Is Jake Ellis as well. It's really good. And I don't know, Batman's really good. Sorry, I'm having multiple answers. Yeah, come on, man. I'm sorry. So, there you go. No, it's good. It lets people know All right. that you're indecisive. So. <laughs> um, no, and I'm going to say I'm gonna say Hawkeye, too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. What were you going to say? I was, I'm just going to say it's a good time for comics. There's a lot of good shit. I get a lot of books every month. There but. is. All right. All right, guys. Next question on the list. Uh, favorite <laughs> movie of all time? Uh, mine's going to be, I mean, the Star Wars saga. Is, as complete doesn't as count. Not a single So, if movie. that doesn't count, uh, I figured it didn't count. So, if that doesn't count, then it's a tie. Between The Princess Bride and Children of Men. Brian? Wow. Really? Yeah. Those are two amazing movies. Mine's a tie, too. Three-way tie. Sweet. <laughs> Six-way tie. No, okay, go ahead. Empire Strikes Back, uh-huh. um, City of Lost Children, and Touch of Evil. All right. Uh, probably Touch my three favorite I haven't films. seen Touch of Evil. Uh, I'm going to go with a tie as well, which will be... <laughs> We're all I'm going to go fuckers. with it. I know. It's going to be Empire Strikes Back with Repo Man and... Uh, <laughs> And a side and, of and a side of Kiki's delivery Kiki. service. Ah, oh, good one. We're Very good one. Have a TV party tonight. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so here's a good one. Uh, musically speaking, what did you listen to this morning, Petey? This morning? Yeah. I woke up and I wanted to wake up, so I blasted um, "Spending All My Time" by Perfume. Sweet. I had my very first listen of the new Streetlight Manifesto album this morning, okay. uh, all the way through, which okay. I thought was pretty amazing. Okay. And uh, myself, I was really in a Midnight Vultures mood by Beck. 
So oh. I threw that on for my driver. That is to work. a mood to be in. You must not have been looking <laughs> forward to work. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's you're thinking of mutations or sea change. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, midnight yeah, yeah, vultures. Yeah, yeah. That's his like funky brass heavy yeah, okay. like electronic. You're trying work. to get yourself pumped. I was getting pumped. I need to that's get pumped. Like, it's almost like sex laws, right? Yeah, sex laws, mixed business. Okay. It's a good one. So that's that's what I was fucking Scientologist. Alright. Um Okay. <laughs> if you could remove any one character from comics, who would it be and why? Ooh. Now like they just like you because you hate them, right? And they yeah. just Okay, PD, you go. You answer first. No, no, no I got to think. Um, <laughs> I, ah, oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I would have to say, Hank Pym. <laughs> guess what? You got your wish. Yes, <laughs> Hank Pym. He'll stay dead forever, child. right? Yeah, that's how course. comics work. Yeah. You had nobody. I totally forgot. Uh, there's guy. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of just who I hate, like legitimately hate, and I know I do. I just, I, oh man. Oh, man. I don't know. Any character in the right hands is, is kind of good. Can we get rid of Rob Liefeld? It's a character. <laughs> Certainly a character. Hey, I've never seen him. Oh, wait. No, I have. Yeah, we did. We Shit. In person? He had a big old line next to uh, Ryan, Otley Ryan Otley. With no, no line. line. No line. It was... Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, God, this sounds... You guys got nobody. Batmite. Fuck Batmite. You hate Batmite. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, Mojo. <laughs> oh, damn it. That would have been a good one. I absolutely hate Mojo. Cyborg Jabba but, the Hutt? Yeah, see, but I like, I actually Hold really on, like. Save it for when we're recording. We are recording. <laughs> we're not going to keep all this of me not figuring out who I want to talk We've been recording about. this whole time. I know, we but you know. We could just drop the silence. Yeah, I know. I See, I like Spiral. Hate Mojo. Well, because Mojo's terrible. <laughs> yeah, actually, why. who do I hate more? Do I hate Mojo more or do I hate Longshot more? Meg, you got oh, 10 seconds. On. Longshot's cool. You're done. I can, hold on. You, just, you guys go and then I'll think. <laughs> all right, sure. All we're right. done. I, we both said yeah, something. No. Well, I didn't all think right. we were recording. One day Meg will give his answer. Someday my answer will come. Uh, I just I, I can't think of anyone I hate enough that I want to remove them from comics. They're bad characters, man. Just bad creators. Yeah, all right. That's my... No. It's not their fault. Anyway. All right, guys. Last question. Three hold bucks. on. Brian, given the opportunity... You would keep Mojo in? <laughs> Fuck yes. You would keep Batmite in? <laughs> no. Exactly. That's what I thought. So what you're saying is if there was a comic written and drawn by Rob Liefeld that took place <laughs> in the Mojoverse. Oh, man. And Batmite was the hero. And ba- so what I'm saying is I would buy that comic. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no one. I don't know. All right, guys. Three Desert Island books. Cannot be comic books. Cannot be In comic fact, books. Let's or, let's just push it and say no illustrations. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So no Berenstein Bears. PD. <laughs> I loved those books. I want comic books to, to come with that gold foil binding that Berenstein Bears must <laughs> yeah. come. And yeah. It's my favorite thing. All right, PD, you first. Um, let's all those name off of one, I guess, to start with. Yeah, maybe three. Go with your yeah. three. Okay. The uh, Bible. First one, <laughs> do all of Hitchhiker's Guide count as one? Yeah, you have that bound. It's true. All right, Hitchhiker's Guide is my first. Okay. Number two. No, you go. All right, uh, High Fidelity. Uh, The Death of Bunny Monroe. I don't know what that is. By Nick Cave. Oh. That's pretty amazing. Uh, all right, second for me, then I guess would have to be um, Silmarillion. Really? Yeah, I really like the Silmarillion. Really? Yes. Really? What if you had the Silmarillion or... A copy that was all three of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'd much rather have Silmarillion. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah. All right. Interesting. I could read To Kill a Mock. I've read it at least like seven or eight times. Mm, I yeah. think I could do it again. That's one it. that I was thinking about. That is a really good one. It's like having a father in paperback. <laughs> you just like you're by yourself on a desert island, right? So you could just be like, oh, Atticus. Oh, it's dad. like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I was thinking uh, A Man in the Moon, the nonfiction account of the Apollo program. It's actually uh-huh. really amazing, really interesting, full of awesome details, and it's pretty long. So good for a desert island. Uh-huh. Uh, I would then probably go with um, Ovid's Metamorphosis which is like the best collection of Greek mythology in very, very oh. beautiful poem form. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, for my third. Oh, that's tough. I'm leaning towards. It's a Neil, it'd be a Neil Gaiman book. I just can't. I was thinking about Stardust. See, I was, it's between Stardust or Neverwhere. Cause I really, really, really like Neverwhere. I read that. So I think my memories of Stardust are fonder. Yeah, so I'd probably take Stardust. All right. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much thought into the desert island aspect of it. <laughs> it's I'm just... thinking, like, what could I read for, like, a long period of time? Right. Like, so I was thinking about a people's history of the United States of America. <laughs> There's other things to do on the island. You don't you would, just have to read. Because you would forget by the, t- by the time, like, give it, like, a month, and you'd be like, wait, what happened in... <laughs> To the IDW or IDW, not IW. IDW. IWW, not the comics company. Uh, no, let's. Uh, um, Whatever happened to DW? You know what? I, I'm working my way. I'd probably change this answer in a couple months, but I'm working my way for like the fifth time through uh, Super Gods, and I fucking love that book. Like, I just love it. It's really fun and really interesting. Super Gods. Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to change mine in a while, but um, I think that's it. Hopefully that gave you a little bit more idea of yeah. who yeah. we Send are. Send in, you can, if you can like just copy and paste like MySpace bulletin questionnaires, we'll answer, <laughs> yeah. we'll answer them. We totally we'll answer will. Them. <laughs> we totally will. 20, 20 good friends or one <laughs> best friend? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We could have five really good friends. Right. Isn't top five was like one no, was, yeah. You could take it up to like we're not gonna talk about MySpace. Although guys, the new MySpace, pretty awesome. <laughs> what do you mean new MySpace? Yeah, it's all you different. You've seen me posting about it incessantly on Facebook. Incessantly being once. Guys, check out the new MySpace by <laughs> Justin Timberlake. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out our website, optic media.com, and let us know what your favorite and least favorite books were last month. We would love to do a listener email section, so uh, please send us an email, opticblast.podcast at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you and get your thoughts on the show or just whatever you guys uh, want to talk about. We're here for you. Oh, Red Hulk. Fuck Red Hulk. He sucks. <laughs> That's my answer. There you go. That's actually a really good answer. He, like, in his first act, he, like, shoots the Abomination with a gun. He kills uh, Abomination with a, a fucking gun. gun. I thought this show was going to be shorter. Fuck you, Red Hulk. <laughs> if you like the show, I don't know why you'd like to help us out, please rate us and leave us some kind words on our iTunes page. It helps people find the show, and it's really good. So thank you again for listening. I'm Brian West. Miguel Silva. Pedro Silva. Stay tuned for our next two episodes. Yeah, I'll see you next month, guys.